This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Innalhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati amalina man yahdihillahu falamudillalah wa man yudlil falahadiyalah wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله أرسله الله إلى الناس كافة بشيرا ونذيرا فبلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وتركنا على المحجة البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها إلا هالك فصلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اهتدى بهده واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أحبتي في الله أوصيكم نفسي بتقوى الله والإحسان فإن الله مع الذين تقوى والذين هم محسنون My brothers and sisters I start by praising Allah Almighty and sending blessings and salutations upon our messenger Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم إخواني في الله إن شاء الله تعالى I'm going to be speaking about something that I find is very important, which is to remind ourselves what it truly means to submit to Allah. And we're going to give some examples of that submission. Too often we forget that the word Muslim means to submit yourself to your Creator. We're not going to live our life the way we desire, the way we want to live because of our own whims and desires and wants and no. The moment you declare La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, you submit yourself to your Creator. And our Creator has given us a legislation which by He teaches us what is right and what is wrong and how to live our life. It's very simple. Right now all of us are here for the Jum'ah prayer because Allah told us to do so. It's very simple. Now, sometimes you will find people looking at certain acts of worship that are legislated by Allah, and then you will find statements like, you don't really have to do it, it is outdated, it is unnecessary. And nowadays, one that is being spoke about quite often is the obligation upon our sisters, the hijab. Now I'm not going to talk about the fact that some countries have decided to ban the niqab and the hijab and the face covering at a time where everyone has to cover their face and the hypocrisy and double standard. But what I want to speak about is some of the responses I have seen people make to the, to the obligation of hijab and how a lot of our young sisters and brothers who are trying to speak about this will say, well, it's a personal choice. Why are you taking our choice away from us? Now, maybe that is technically correct. Yes, no one should be forced to do an act of worship. Allah will not accept it. We can't force someone to pray. That prayer will not be valid. It must come with the intention to worship Allah and similarly with the hijab, with hajj, with any act of worship. But that being said, ikhwani fillah, 
We have to remember that the right answer is, why do our sisters wear hijab? And this is what they should answer, because God told us to do so. Because there's a requirement in our religion. Not something the men told us to do. It is a tenant of our faith. It is an act of worship in our religion. They don't ask us why we pray. They don't ask us why we give zakat. Who told us to pay zakat? Allah. Who told us to stay away from alcohol and drugs? Allah Almighty. Who told our sisters to wear hijab? Allah. These are all obligations that came from Allah. That is what being Muslim means. And it is important that we understand that. So when we say stuff like, well, it is our choice. Is it really our choice? Technically it is because no one is being forced to be Muslim. No one can be forced. But it is as much your choice as it is that you're stopping at the red light. Yes, when you stop at the red light, it's your choice. You can choose to carry on. No one is forcing you or holding you at gunpoint. But you do it because it is a responsibility and obligation upon you. You have a moral and ethical responsibility to follow the legislation that tells you to not drive when it's red. Because if you do, it will have repercussions. Either you will be harmed or others will be harmed. And any act of worship that we do is very similar. Yes, you can choose to sleep and not pray Fajr. But you will deal with the consequences on the Day of Judgment. Yes, you can choose to not wear hijab. But then you will deal with the consequences. Allah will ask you about it. I can choose to not to just hoard my money and never pay zakat. But then I will deal with the consequences. It is an act of worship. It is an obligation upon us. And it is very important that we reiterate and remind people that point. We are Muslims and this is our faith. And we worship Allah through these means. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't oppress us when he told us to pray five times a day. Nor did he oppress us when he told us that we need to pay zakat or go to hajj or, or any of the acts of worship that there exists. And most acts of worship men and women both have to do. And some are more specific to men and others are more specific to women. Men are legally, Islamically required to uh, pay for the bills in their home. Not the sisters, it's the men. And they will be asked about this. They can't say it's not fair. Well, you can, and you can, you can stop doing it, but it is your obligation to take care of your family. It's an obligation upon you. Wajibun alayk. Kassalati, wazzakati, wassiyam. Like the prayer, like the fasting. And it is important that we always remember that ikhwani fillah. So going back to the hijab. Yes, technically it's a personal choice, but what I would like our sisters to say and our brothers to say is, it is an act of worship. The other thing, ikhwani fillah, that I want to highlight, which is the main point, is the concept of being a Muslim. How it is us striving to please Allah Almighty and do what He tells us to do. And I want to share some examples with you. The first example is when alcohol was prohibited. Something that the Muslims were used to drinking in the time of the Prophet ﷺ. It wasn't prohibited at the beginning of Islam, it became far later. And the day the verses came down that said, no one is allowed to consume alcohol anymore. Some men of the, among the companions ran to the streets saying, It became haram. What was their response? Yeah, well I guess, but it's still my personal choice. No. They, they threw all of the alcohol they had away. Because they are submitting to Allah Almighty. They were Muslims. They didn't question it. They didn't justify it. They listened and they obeyed. 
Another example, and this is an example of a particular companion, I want to show to you how far they were willing to go and how much they were submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why they were the best of the best. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu came into the masjid and the Prophet sallallahu said to the people, sit down. And he was at the door. He sat down at the door because he heard the Prophet say, sit down. Now, he didn't walk in and then sit down and the Prophet told him, come in, come closer. Why? He immediately wanted to submit to Allah and His Messenger. And there are so many examples that you'll find, ikhwani fillah. When the verse was revealed that the qibla was changed. As you all know, we used to pray towards Baytul Maqdas. Then the qibla was changed from Qudus to where? To Mecca. This verse, when it was revealed, a companion came upon some of the Sahaba that were praying still to Baytul Maqdas. And he told them, a verse has been revealed telling you you have to face Mecca. In their salah, they immediately changed direction. That's how much they were willing to go for Allah Almighty and obey and listen. That is what being Muslim is about. The final example I want to give is when the ayah of hijab came down. Because at one point, the Muslims were not wearing hijab. Then the verse was revealed that is telling them to do so. And subhanallah, the ahadith, they mention, they praise the woman of the muhajireen. May Allah have mercy on them. When the eye of hijab was revealed, and they heard about it, they tore up their, under, their, their lower garments and their izar, and they used that as a cloak to cover themselves. They didn't even wait to go home to buy another piece of cloth. They immediately did it as an act of submission to the Almighty. This is what the right answer is. We do it not because we are expressing our freedom, not because it is our personal choice, because Allah told us to do so. And we chose to submit to Allah Almighty. And it's exactly the same for every other act of worship that we do. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم. الحمد لله رب العالمين وبه نستعين على أمور الدنيا والدين والعاقبة المتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين إخواني في الله. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He wants good for us. And every single commandment that we are told to do, there is good for us in it. Now what's very important to understand is sometimes we don't understand the wisdoms behind legislation that comes from Allah. Why? Because our knowledge is limited. And sometimes we do. And sometimes we try to understand it. Which is why, coming back to the topic of hijab for, as an example, one would say, well, our sisters wear hijab because this is better for them and they will not be harassed or harmed. They wear the hijab because we want to respect them as who they are, not how they look like. These are all very good points. It is an act of modesty. It is an act of decency. These are all correct and beautiful and right answers. But the best answer, like I mentioned earlier, is because it is an act of worship. Why do I say this? Because when you say to someone, it is modesty, they will say, well, modesty, that's your definition of modesty. Modesty can be explained in many different ways, right? Um, so you leave room for argumentation and discussion when there is no room for argumentation or discussion. Because if we do that, we say, what is the prayer? The prayer is, uh, this is how we are connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Well, I have my own way to connect to Allah. I'm going to pray something from the sujood and go backwards. I'm going to do it my own way. We have this. We have some people that are saying right now, I don't pray five times a day. I, don't, I do it my own way. 
I have my own connection with Allah. I'm a Muslim, but I have my own connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? And some people might be say, so because of these reasons, ikhwani fillah, alcohol is bad for you, it's haram because of health reasons. Well, if you drink it in moderation, it doesn't have these adverse health effects. Thus, I can know this is why when we open these discussions and there is a back and forth and rationalizations, and these rationalizations sometimes are limited because they are based on our understanding if they are not clearly said so in the sharia. And this is why the right answer, the best answer is, you don't drink alcohol because Allah told you not to. Done. You don't, you pray five times a day the way the Prophet did so because Allah told you to do so. Done. You wear hijab, not the one you want. Oh, it's okay, I'm just going to cover my head. You do it the way the Prophet told you to do so. Done. This is what it means to be a Muslim. Now, does that mean that we're all going to be perfect Muslims? Absolutely not. And I'm here to, to judge people and say, you're not worshipping Allah correctly, and you're not worshipping Allah correctly, and point fingers. No, we all have our shortcomings. But let's not confuse our shortcomings to what correct Islam is. If you're struggling with the prayer, that's fine. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easier for you. May Allah give you tawfiq for repentance. Don't change the meaning of prayer. Don't change the meaning of hijab. Don't change the meaning of hajj and umrah and fasting. When we rationalize fasting and say it is for health purposes only. It is this, we fast Ramadan because it cleanses our stomach. And these are all, again, very good things and you can't say them. But the, the end of the line is, we fast Ramadan because it's in the Quran and Allah told us to do so. Because sometimes you will come across acts of worship that you don't fully understand the wisdom behind. Does that mean we're not going to do them? Allah is Hakim, the most wise. Every act of worship that He tells us to do, there is good for us. Everything Allah tells us to stay away from, it's harmful to us. Whether we, with our limited understanding as human beings, get it or not. And this is extremely important, ikhwani fillah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, um, well, and this is the final verse, inshaAllah ta'ala, that I'm going to say, وَمَا كَانَ لِمُؤْمِنِينَ وَلَا مُؤْمِنَةٍ إِذَا قَضَى اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَمْرًا أَنْ يَكُونَ لَهُمُ الْخِيَرَةُ وَأَمْرِينَ It is not befitting for a Muslim believer, men, a believing man and a believing woman to um, talk about an issue after Allah has made a verdict about it. You have no choice in the matter, not a real choice, if you want to be a believer and you want to go to Jannah. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those that follow Allah's commandments. I ask Allah to make us among those that repent from their mistakes. I ask Allah to make us among those that have the tawfiq to follow the laws that Allah has set for us and to forgive our sins. Sallu ala nabiyyuhu kama amarakumullahu ta'ala haythu qal inna allahumma la'iqtu yusalluna ala nabiy ya ayyuhalladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli ala muhammadin wa ala ala muhammad kama salli ta'ala ibrahim wa ala ala ibrahim inna kahamidun majid Allahumma la tafariq jam'ana hadha illa bidhanbin maqfur wa sa'in mashkur wa amalin mutakabbarin mabrur Allahumma habib ilayna al-iman كره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم اجعل خير عمرنا أواخره وخير عملنا خواتبه وخير أيامنا يوم نلقاك فيه اللهم اجعل خير أيامنا يوم نلقاك فيه وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين وأقيم الصلاة This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org